Good evening, Life Changers. Are you guys excited for tonight? I'm really excited. Um, this is Mark's stand. Let me just adjust it quickly. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm really excited about tonight. Um, so, so cool to see worship like we did tonight. So amazing to see new partners coming in. There really is amazing life in, in Life Changers, and it's, it really is an amazing time to be part of this community. I want to say that. Um, and I'm just, I've been given a 12-minute brief, so, and, and for um, the guys who, who are, I'm in youth with will know that this is a challenge for me, um, but, but the Lord is doing a work, and we're going to do it. Um, but so just to give you a little bit of background around me, um, my name's Tyler, I was um, born in Johannesburg, moved to Cape Town. When I was 15 years old, I went to, I, I had never attended church much, I'd probably gone to two funerals and an odd service. And a friend of mine invited me to youth, um, invited me, and I went, and I, I, and I kind of engaged. And it was quite amazing, because I engaged really early on. I went there, and there were a bunch of people jumping up and down in the front. I walked in, I thought it was very, very strange. But then, for some reason, I kind of started bobbing at the same time, and it was very exciting. I would do a demonstration, but just for time's sake. Um, and, and so, and I just, God started to take me on this radical journey um, of, of, of coming to know him. And it was this, this and, and just people in my life just breaking in and, and, and taking me into their homes and guys picking me up and transporting me 15 Ks every Friday to go to youth. And, and God just took me on this radical, radical God journey. And one thing I knew when I met Jesus is that I'm destined for a great future. I'm destined for a great future. Not because I'm good at anything but because I serve a phenomenal Jesus. And we are, we've started this series called Are You Crazy? And, it's, um, and it really is saying uh, this, this kind of question of actually, if you are not as a Christian being asked the question, are you crazy, quite frequently, then there's this reality of actually faith that has to rise up in your life. And so we've started this series, and, and, and God did this in me. He said to me, Tyler, I've called you to a crazy future. And I just wanted to make this statement God never calls people out of darkness to place us into shadows. He calls us out of darkness to place us into light so that we can shine for a city. Amen. And there's this radical call of God to actually say, no, we are called to shine for Jesus. We are called to do amazing things for God because we are sons and daughters. And that's the call of the series. That's the call of, are you crazy? Are you willing to get a little bit crazy for Jesus? Yeah. I don't know. Thank you. for You're amazing. That's awesome. Um, and... And so, uh, and if, if you look in the Bible, and, and I love the Bible, I love the Word of God, and if you look in the Bible, in every single instance of the Bible, God is calling His people to something more. You never see God pushing His people back. You never see Him saying, actually, can you guys calm down a little bit? You never see Him doing that. He always calls His people to more. There's always a call. In the Old Testament, you see him moving them forward. You see him taking people into promised lands. You see him fighting wars and, and victories. And Abraham, his hands being held up and breakthrough in those areas. And then in the New Testament, you see Jesus coming. And he calls fishermen. And then he teaches fishermen the kingdom of God. And, and he breaks into their lives. And he says, actually, I've got a massive future for you. Yeah. And the radical thing in this is that the gospel of Jesus is always calling us to greater faith journeys. I want to say to you tonight that there is your life as a believer, and if you don't know Jesus, He has an unbelievable plan for your life, and He never, ever, ever wants you to stay stagnant. There's always a greater journey. Amen. 
And I, want to, and I want to encourage you with that tonight, that actually there's always a greater journey in Christ. And so I wanted to share very briefly a story um, of two people in the Bible. Their names are uh, in the beginning of the Bible, in the beginning of Genesis, and we've been speaking quite a bit about them over the last couple of weeks. But they start out as Abraham and Sarai. Um, and so they're these, these two people, and, and God calls them to this amazing future. I mean, you actually see this progression in their life of God calls, and calls them to one thing, and then he calls them to another thing, and he expands, and he expands, and he expands. And what God does is he, he takes Abraham and Sarai, and he renames them Abraham and Sarah, which you guys might know a little bit more or fondly, or, or it might ring a little bell. Um, and God does all of these things. He calls Abraham to the promised land, which was, was Cape Town, really. So he was living in Joburg, and God called him to Cape Town, um, and it's just powerful. Um, and, and he calls Abraham to the promised land, and he says, Abraham, I'm gonna, you're going to do this thing, and, and Gabe preached on this a little bit this morning. But then he says something else, and Abraham was an old man when God called him. He was about 100, his wife was 90. Sure. And there's this amazing moment where God says to Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. Or I'm going to give your wife a son, not Abraham. Um, but I'm going to give your wife a son. I'm going to, I'm going to, and she's 90 years old. She's way past childbearing age. And you know what Abraham's first reaction is when God says this to him? He falls on his face laughing. He laughs. And then there's this amazing moment where, where God sends three men, and, and he sends these three men to, to Sarah, who's his wife. And I just want to read this to you guys because it's, it's quite amazing, partly because I just love God's reaction. So these three men come, and it's, then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Her first reaction is to laugh at the promise of God. And you know what? How often in our lives does God promise us something massive and because of the circumstances that are around us, we laugh it off. Some of you, God has promised you businesses. God has promised you favor in radical areas. God has promised you all sorts of these realities. God has promised you a, a family that will prosper and all of these things. But often, we look at our circumstances. I'm 90 years old. I can't have a child. And we laugh at the promises of God. And I just love how God reacts. He says, Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Don't you love that God is good even when we are not? Don't you love that God is faithful even when we are faithless? I love that. He just says, Actually, you know what? She laughed, but it's going to happen anyway. And God, that's the gospel, guys. Even though we walked away, he said, you, my love will supersede anything you do. And so there's this, um, this moment in, in the story, and then we jump, and we jump to Hebrews 11, which, which, as we've said, is this massive faith chapter, this chapter on, on people engaging in faith, and, and, and it tells these little kind of Twitter snippets of, of, of these faith moments. And we get to this scripture, which is Hebrews 11, 11. You guys can, you can put it up there. Um, and it's, it's this amazing scripture. It says this, And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful 
who had made the promise. I'm going to read that again. Because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And I want to say this. To live a life that is marked by people asking us, are you crazy? We have to embrace the crazy of God. We have to embrace the unfounded of God. That actually you would walk into a recession time, a time where where there's decline in our economy. And because you are in a business space, there's favor on that business. There's breakthrough on that business. You are doing it differently and God is blessing it. Why? Because we embrace the crazy of God. We embrace this radical thought that actually I can't do it. There's no way I'm going to get this right. But I serve a massive God. And He's capable of everything. And I, wanna, I just want to open up two words, and then I'm going to be done. But this word, considered, it goes like this. It says, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful. And the word considered means to think carefully about something, typically before making a decision. To think carefully about something, typically before making a decision. So if you were to buy a house, you would consider the price of that house, because you would need to get a loan, and there's this massive process around it. And I, and I know I've, 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 walked, I've seen people buy houses and do this kind of stuff, and they consider. There's some consideration that happens when you buy a house. It's, yeah. it's serious. They are like, they're counting, and they're like, yeah, but, and if I move that there, and if we pay a little, and we do, and there's consideration that happens when they do this. Yeah. I want to ask you tonight, do you consider God in the journey of your life? Do you consider God? And it doesn't just say to think about something. Because many people think about God. Many people process God. And if you are processing and you're like, this Jesus thing is new to me. I want to say to you, we love you. We love having you here. I believe God has got something radical for you. But I want to ask us tonight, do we consider God carefully in the things of our lives? Because when we want to engage in faith, when we want to believe God for the radical, we need to consider Him carefully. Because I want to say to you, very quickly, we consider our circumstances. Very quickly, we consider, well, actually, you know what? That's probably not going to happen. I'm probably not going to have that child because I'm a little bit old. But actually, no, God says, this is what I'm going to do. And I believe there's people in this room where God has promised you things, and you have stopped considering Him. And you have started considering your circumstances. I want to say to you tonight, your circumstances do not dictate your future. Your response to your circumstances dictates your future. If I consider God in the, in the faith reality that He has got for us, the Bible says that He calls us from glory to glory. If I consider God in those things, the world opens up to me. The future that God has placed on my life and on your life opens up to me. I want to say to you tonight, do you consider God? Another definition is, is to look attentively at. The Bible uses this word behold. And it's to actually go, you know what, I'm not going to look here. I'm going to stare into the face of my Jesus. Because I can imagine a man, and you may have heard his name, like Reinhard Bonnke, who, who saw hundreds of thousands of millions of people saved. I can imagine when he felt the call of God, it didn't seem very real. It didn't seem like he was going to preach to those people. But I can imagine him looking up and going, God, I believe you. Yeah. Billy Graham, God, I believe you. Businessmen in, in, in cities, you hear these stories of guys sowing finances in radical ways. Men who, who take um, 90% of their salary and sow it into the kingdom and keep 10% for themselves. Those are radical stories. There was a preacher who he, he allocated a, 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 a number of finance to his life. And he said, this is what I'm able to live on. I think it was something like nine pounds 
Um, and that's all he earned, and that's what he needed to live. At the end of his life, because of book royalties, this was many years ago, he was earning 150 pounds a month. He gave the rest away. He said, the nine pounds is what I need to live on. There's faith in those things, but we have to consider God. We have to look attentively at our Jesus Amen. to walk into those faith journeys. And then the second word of faithful. And, and, and the word faithful means something very, very simple. It means he's true to his word. And I want to say to you tonight, the character of God is that he is always true to his word. He cannot go against his own word. It's not possible because of his character. And so how amazingly does God set us up when we place our faith in him? He sets us up with a future. He says, I'm always true to my word. The thing I ask you to do is believe me. That's all God asks us to do. He says, believe me. Because he said, I am faithful. You know that our faith needs to be very small because we serve a very big, very faithful Jesus Amen. who will see us through the storms. I want to say to you in this life, the, bromi- the, the Bible promises, the promises, the Bible promises that the odds will be stacked against you. Amen. It really says that. It says things might, they'll get tough. Yeah. But you know what it also says? It says our God is faithful. It says our God is faithful. So when it is tough, he is faithful. When it is great, he is faithful. No matter your situation, guys, he's so faithful. Our faith must always be placed in his faithfulness. It doesn't matter how much you beat your Bible, how much you shout, how much you scream. If that faith is not placed in his faithfulness, it will go nowhere. The amazing thing about the gospel is it actually has very little to do with us and everything to do with him. We just submit our lives to him. And I wanted to, to finish with this thought. Um, this scripture, Hebrews 11.11, in the New Living Translation, it says this. It was by faith that even Sarah, who, who was not able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old, it says this, she believed that God would keep his promise. Amen. She believed. I don't know. I get excited about that, guys. I don't know about you. But the Bible says that she believed that he would keep his promise. Now I want to ask you tonight, life changes. Will you believe that God will keep the promises he has for this community? Will you believe that God will keep the promises that he has for you? Because that's what faith is. It's believing God. Thank you so much, guys. I just wanted to charge us with that and leave us with that. Will you believe God for the promises that he has for you?